Hello, and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Thanks again to Mike Purcell, who's given us the last hour with Mike at the Mic. I'm loving Mike's tunes, and I have to say thanks very much, Mike. I am loving Mike's tunes even more. Uh, I don't think I've ever rocked out to uh, There's a Bright Golden Haze in the Meadow quite so hard. <laughs> Indeed, that's, that's why if... Um, I'm only wishing uh, radio was a visual medium now, Darren, because you were uh, giving it socks I to was all giving, That's a bright garden haze on the meadow. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Uh, and thankfully, there's no lights here in the studio either. Part of the lovely glow of the screen here as I get irradiated. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm only wishing I had, I had video cameras. If, if I did, we'd be... Um... Yeah, again, Dan, here we go. There's another reason you need a PA. Indeed, indeed. Uh, absolutely, we're discovering all of those tonight, aren't we, Bailey? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on, actually, uh, because Dan, the media, uh, was uh, on TV3. Um, yeah, Virgin Media, yeah. Yep. Sorry, Virgin, Virgin Media. You keep correcting me when I say TV3. Virgin Media. Uh, I'm going to still call it TV3 just, <laughs> just because I'm old school and down with the kids. Yeah. Um, so we're going to we're gonna play a little bit of that, hopefully, uh, if technology doesn't fail me again. Um, we'll have a little bit of that uh, coming up. Yep. Um, we have... Uh, we'd love to talk about tonight, actually, Dan. Um, plenty to talk about. Plenty yeah. to talk about. A lot of disability-related dis- disability stories. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and some music and probably during the music I'm going to calm down because I'm a little <laughs> excited I don't know why I'm so excited tonight I just don't know <laughs> that's a good thing that's a good yeah, thing yeah maybe it is I don't know uh, I'll have to go and check my blood sugars <laughs> or something I've never checked them before uh, so that might be a bad idea maybe not <sighs> yeah. yeah no I don't know yeah, sure, listen we'll see what happens so you are uh, listening to Dan and Dara and Dublin South FM here at Level 5 and Dundrum Shopping Centre mm-hmm. uh, local radio so it's all the way out Tala, maybe not as far as our minds. But, more importantly, Dan, all over the world. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Online and all over the world at uh, dublincentfm.ie. Yeah. You can find us. More importantly, Dan, where can people find us? Indeed. You can find us at uh, Dan and Dara Doability on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can also get in touch uh, at Dan and Dara doability at gmail.com we have had some people contact us actually um, don't sound so, don't, don't sound surprised that actually just <laughs> did, you know this week with your with your uh, with your TV sort of appearance and stuff like that we have had a few more contacts yes make, make it sound more interesting <laughs> indeed so we, we'll be we'll be we'll be talking a little bit about that later on as well yeah we will but first time we're going to have a bit of music so coming up later on we're going to have a bit of Elvis Costello Mm-hmm. Or cost a load, all depends on where you live, <laughs> what part of the country you're in. Gavin James, uh, Marta and the Muffins. Uh, I've snuck in a bit of aha, um, <laughs> because unfortunately we don't have Neve Dunphy with us tonight. Um, she's busy. Uh, what have we got mm-hmm. up first, though, Dan? We've got a bit of uh, Bruce Springsteen with the river. This was for my dad. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Or Bruce Springsteen. Now we know where it comes from, huh? <laughs> and I blame your dad. So here we go Bruce Springsteen and the river. And there you have the uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Bruce Springsteen. Indeed. Um, there's actually a live version of L- that song. Live. As well. Indeed. Live. Uh, that you recorded mm. in 1985 in uh, Los Angeles. 
uh, that he talks about um, his his kind of his relationship with his with his dad. Funny enough, um, and it was kind of all around the the Vietnam War um, and just the relationship that they had. Because I think he just um, come back from Vietnam, if if I remember correctly. Um, but it's it's very very interesting story. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that one goes out to Richard. Indeed. We love you dearly. We certainly do. Yeah, especially for driving that around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, Dan. Disability news. Disability news, indeed. Yeah, we had a good one this week, actually. Disability charity took 265,000 in inappropriate resident contributions. Yeah. Can't make it up, Dan. You certainly can't. Particularly, there seems to be a wave of scams going around between the... The Tinder swindler, then you have uh, a vegan restaurant in New York that was subject to a, a, a scam as well. Uh, what was that one? I, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but um, it, it's some kind of... Oh, these on the telly, are they? They are, yeah. Oh, I don't be watching too much of the telly, Dan. <laughs> um, and then you've got more of this as well. Yeah, um, this is incredible, though. I mean, this is um, residents in the... Uh, Camp Hill communities of Ireland. Uh, they had, yeah, they were operated about fifteen residential centres around Ireland, mm-hmm. and they had managed to take people's uh, or too much of people residents' money, I suppose. Effectively, is what you're looking at here, um, from yes. their their welfare payments and their pensions and stuff like that. They took I think it was forty grand off one particular individual, or twenty grand and forty off another eight for a centre that was never built. I mean, like, just it it baffled me. But then it. At the same time, I am. We were talking about this a little bit earlier on. Uh, I'm angry about it, but I'm not really surprised because, as a person with a disability, you almost like come to expect. Um, not maybe not necessarily these kinds of things, but definitely something that is kind of. Very... Possible. Hmm? Possible. Yeah. 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 Like you're not kind of going, oh my God, that would never happen here. You're just kind of going, oh yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Mm. Yeah. You know, but apparently you'd have paid back all the money, which is absolutely fantastic and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, but just like for people's families and stuff like that, where they think they're in, they're being taken care of. And we, we you know, we're, we're hearing so much more lately about, um, you know, people being financially abused. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and having their, like, older, older people, or not even older people, they're just people in general that have access to their own money. And, you know, this has been almost state-sponsored. Absolutely, and it's one of those things, like, we've been talking about a lot. Like, I, I'm facing that prospect of, of going into the, these types of environments should anything happen to to mum or dad. And then you read something like, it doesn't exactly fill you with confidence. No, and the next story, Dan, will probably fill you even less confidence. Mm. More people were refused. This is from the Irish Examiner. Uh, more people have been refused disability allowance than the number of people it was granted to in the last 12 months. Mm. Yeah, not, again, not surprising. Yeah, so it's John Dolan, CEO of Federa- uh, the Disability Federation of Ireland, uh, said the organisation was concerned at the high rate of refusal for what is a means-tested payment. 
So, I mean, you know, without being kind of, I suppose, funny, Dan, but it's something you could be faced with. Yes, you know, very much and we so. rather hope. I know we were talking about we were talking about the few bob earlier on and how how we make money and and you know how we hope to get away with it and uh, of course pay all our taxes and stuff like that. Not not being quink, um, <laughs> you know. Wow, could you imagine not paying your taxes? That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? Uh, yes, it would, of course. And I I would always say you must pay your taxes because the tax man is actually very very good, Dan. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. No, they're 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 absolutely uh, they're absolutely bang on. Uh, as long as they get paid, uh, they don't care. So I think what they were kind of saying here, there were 5,575 appeals on disability allowance um, decisions last year. So that's just appeals. And less than half of those were allowed. And then it's one of those things that you're you're finding as well that they're being refused and then they get looked at again and then they're getting granted. So it's, it's... it's the time that that whole process takes as well. There is that, Dan, but are we just, you know, uh, when you're filling out your application, you're just not being disabled enough? Yeah. You know? Uh, that as well, yeah. Are, are you not, are you kind of going, oh, he has some mobility, he's not that disabled. You know, are you having to sell your soul to get your disability allowance? Mm. Which is possible. And I know you're in a situation now where, you know, you're having to reveal an awful lot more than I'd say you're comfortable with. It's it's a discussion that's come up. Yeah, yes. you know, yeah. I, it's not, and it shouldn't be necessary. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying you're kind of like you're you're sitting on Shargar or uh, King Tut's money or something like that. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. It's just your personal lives as a family. Yeah, I mean, even with this whole like. Um, which we'll come to again later on. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yes. with the whole PA situation and things like that. Now, me naturally being a media student, former media student, media graduate now, um, and having the training and all that, I kind of, part of this in a, in a weird way is experience for me, you know, like having, but at the same time, I would much rather not have to be as public, yeah. you know, about it. Um, now, I, I'm very happy to be a voice for people that... Yeah, but we shouldn't be in a position. You should be, yeah, sorry, yeah. Dan, what's your story, situation? Yeah, okay, yeah, no problem, tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Thanks very much. Uh, no, it'd be almost like listening to Joe Duffy, really. Oh, Janet Ramones. <gasps> yeah, no, we want more. Oh no! Tell us more. We want more pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God! Give us the pain. Uh, you know, in its own sort of odd kind of a way. Um, yeah. Well, we got Dan the weather. Yeah, that's been fun. <sighs> Boy, that has been hilarious. <laughs> Although I, I should say we we did get news of um, uh, a council worker who had sadly passed away over the weekend. So it's. Uh, not all hilarious, but yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely batting in hatches. No, absolutely, Dan, you're dead, you're dead right, yeah. Uh, no, it, it's I think what are we? Franklin just left us. Mm. Yeah, I think there's some funny ones coming up as well, uh, name wise. I think that we got the name, so it's going to be very interesting to listen to the um, English news uh, when it comes to pronunciations. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think that's that's going to be fun. That's something I am looking forward to. That uh, is, that is, a, and I don't think we'd be we're, we're going to be in a situation where um, uh, the English and, by extension, the British media are going to be claiming this as Irish. No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> as they tend to do on a on a regular basis. Yeah. So the weather tonight, Dan, is going to be fairly mild, I believe. Uh, a little bit of rain. Yeah, it's pretty much everything, actually. I'm just looking at the weather forecast here. It's mild, it's drizzly, it's wet, it's cold, it's windy, it's not windy. It's uh, it's a typical kind of Irish night uh, mm. towards the end of February. Yeah. Um, I think we shall go to a little bit of music, Dan. Uh, we're going to have um, Elvis Costello um, and watch the detectives. So there you have uh, a little bit of Elvis Costello and uh, watching the detectives all the way from 1977, Dan. It certainly gave me some uh, reggae-ish vibes. Yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would agree there. Possibly a bit of scan in the background as well. Yeah. Um, you know, stick with me, Dan. We'll get you past your status quo stage. <laughs> you know, uh, let's not go there, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah the, no, the, the, let's the, not go the, there. Uh, oh, please, the, God, no. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I think that's fine. Yeah, that is. Okay, so we move on. We won't mention status quo again. Uh, Dan, another headline we have is from the Irish Wheelchair Association. Um, Indeed. This and is... it's who? John Carty, sorry, the National Advocacy Manager. Um, mm-hmm. And she sent thousands of frontline healthcare workers excluded from the COVID-19 bonus payment. Um, exactly. And this is the thousand euro COVID bonus payment for um, frontline workers for the work that they've done during the pandemic. Um, and yes, she is essentially writing saying that um, frontline work workers who have worked in uh, nursing homes or care settings like that that aren't hospitals and things like that have been included and it, it shouldn't happen. And uh, yeah, no, it, it, it can't really, to be honest. Because... Uh, I'm on the fence, Dan, really, myself now, personally. And and uh, mm. I know a line has to be draw- drawn somewhere mm. uh, as to who gets it and who doesn't. Um, and then I suppose, if you can, oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, you're right. They should get it. Uh, you know, where do you stop? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, I'm not yeah. saying they're not worth it and I'm not saying they don't deserve it. But, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of groups out there, I'm sure, that are going, oh, hold on a second now. It, it it's kind of it is like you said it's like the the domino effect. Yeah, sure. Do we not all deserve it just for surviving? Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, there's it's, teachers, guards, you know, um, God, all those volunteers who went out and gave people jabs and took their details in the rain, you know, COVID testing centers, all of those, you know, it's it's all the bit you don't see. It's a yeah. massive, it's a massive list. Um, yeah. yeah, but I suppose the thing is, the war is over. It's very hard to uh, argue now uh, when we're out of the trenches and we're all home mm-hmm. after the battle going, ah, sure, no, really, <laughs> I worked harder than you. No, I worked harder than you. Did you know? We're moving on. And I think that's going to be part of it as well. Yeah, um, no, it's it's just one of those things that, like, frontline workers are, are frontline workers and we, we all got through it in different ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. You know, um, I think, you know, I suppose the one thing in business is get your invoice in early. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't hang around. 
uh, <laughs> something I learned uh, a long time ago when I was when I was uh, contracts manager. It was kind of like somebody asks you for extra work, you know, get them to sign off on it. <laughs> you know, if they need us, you know, it's in a month's time when it comes to being paid, they kind of go, oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Not too sure about that now. It's outside the contract, so. <laughs> yeah, no, um, and one one thing I know, and it's just a small detail really, but um, one thing I noticed in this, I, I suppose I'm tuned into all of this with, with the situation that I'm going through at the minute, is, is that they grouped carers and personal assistants together. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which was quite interesting. Yeah. For me. For I you, I, I know, I and there is, know there, is, there is a big distinction. Yes, and we're going, uh, we are going to come to that later on. Actually, funnily enough, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I find that would address the... Yeah, uh, another opinion opinion piece from the um, from the journal. Mm. Um, restrictions may have eased, but the pandemic is far from over for disabled people. And this is kind of around uh, toilets, really. Yes, more or less, I think. Is it? I. Sort of. And Elements of it. And yeah. then there's also kind of, it, it's a lot around accessibility and kind of ableist attitudes as well. <gasn't> it? <gasps> Dan, <laughs> you didn't say the ableist word. I did. Oh, yeah. that's it. Raw uh, doomed, no. <laughs> this is something. Yeah, you'll be on to us. You can't be saying that. You can't be picking on the ableist community. Um... <laughs> uh, no, but but this is something that we we we've talked about at length on on the podcast, uh, Dan and Dara Doability, which you could find on all podcasting platforms. Love it, Dan. Good luck. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, it is something that we we've talked about quite a bit in terms of like, and again, it's as simple as if somewhere is accessible, it's accessible for. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah, again, sort of uh, comes back to your show again there on on, on Sunday, uh, uh, TV Three, mm. uh, Virgin Media. Um, <laughs> you know, the kind of they took away a part of the couch and you slotted in there nicely, yeah, and it looked like you were part of the furniture and that was great. But I was watching Tommy Tiernan during the week or at the weekend, just flicking through the channels. There was nothing on, and there was a guy on uh, who'd had a spinal injury. Yes, Jack Cavanagh. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. and the wheelchair ramp up. You know, mm-hmm. and you're I was kind of kind of going, yeah. You know, you could have designed the bloody thing without being raised in the first place. With the way it is, yeah. You know, Absolutely. you wouldn't have needed the ramp, and you wouldn't need the other fella to go and push him up the bloody ramp. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it's little. It is, but, and it's you'd, you'd wonder, did anyone now kind of go, "Jez, we better change that next week," or is it just going to be exactly the same? Is it just a ramp is fine? A ramp isn't fine. No. Absolutely not. Not when it's not necessary. It's it's a complete attitude shift. Yeah. Um, and you wonder with things like that, is it aesthetic? Well, if it's form over function or whatever it is, function over bloody form. I don't know, Dan. It's not. It's not. It's not an acceptable reason for it. Mm, yeah. Absolutely not. No. But that that's what I'm. Gonna, like you do wonder because it is that simple and it's a matter of like changing it out for changing it and then changing it back versus just having it in there in the first place. Like yeah. And you could still make that look in inverted commas aesthetically pleasing, like But you're 
you know? TV, TV, Virgin Bloody <laughs> Media, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? That's what's nothing wrong with that. Indeed. You know, the flat floor, there was no... Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, well, okay. <laughs> Let's look at Tommy Tiernan next week and go, is he still sitting on the same stage? Or as somebody kind of went, actually, do you know what? We don't need it. We shouldn't. Yeah. You know, it's not just accessibility again. We go back to this, not, it's accessibility for all. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which... Indeed. Yeah. Um, the very fantastic nice. people down in uh, Lockery Access for All, uh, the boat on the Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're back with a bang. They are full go now. And uh, if anyone's got any time on their hands, um, you're talking about a fully accessible trip up and down the Shannon. Absolutely. 100%. And there's two sailings a day. One at half 11 and one at... 2.30. Um, and if you need further reference, um, you can have a listen to our uh, episode with them on the Dan and Dara Doability podcast. Absolutely, Dan. I think a little bit of music now. Uh, we're going to have Aha, the sun always shines on TV. And then probably straight after that, we're going to do a little bit of your audio from your um, interview on TV3 and then we'll have a chat about that um, kind of afterwards um, and see how we go. Masters graduate, a presenter, podcaster, producer and filmmaker who happens to live with cerebral palsy as an electric wheelchair user without the support of a personal assistant. Daniel Airy, like many others in his situation, is facing the prospect of living in a care home which he says will lead to him becoming institutionalised and then invisible. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. That's that's lovely to chat to you because this is something that really needs a a national conversation on. First of all, for viewers who may not be uh, familiar with your condition, what is cerebral palsy? So cerebral palsy, I was born uh, three months early. Mm -hmm. So I like to think of myself as a little bit too eager. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a bleed on my brain and essentially... Um, the doctors told my parents that I wouldn't be able to read, write, walk, talk, any of that. Um, and essentially, my parents came back to them and they were like, no, our son will be able to write his own name. And I'm glad to say I am able to write my own name. You were able to do so. a lot more than write your own name. You did more than I did in the education field, <laughs> let me tell you. So, but what was, what was the, was it... Were you aware of your limitations all along? I'm like, who, who helped you to this point? Your parents, obviously, but what other support structures had you in place? Yeah, so um, my mum has been my primary care for 24 years. Um, she's done everything from go to appointments with me, um, particularly in terms of like fighting for support when it comes to school and, and and college and things like that, that would have been something that she would have done while I was, you know, working on yeah. doing the... So it's only kind of since I've graduated from the Masters that um, it's really become... I've become that much more aware of it and it's become, it's becoming increasingly that much more critical. Yeah, because then there's a reason for that because since your master, since you left mm-hmm. full-time education, you had a personal assistant for how many hours a day? Yeah, so I essentially had a personal assistant for eight hours a day, which was essentially, well, for the length of the day in 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 college and through the masters. Um, so that helped me navigate through 
the degree, so it would have been it would have been typing if I needed, you know, something filmed um, or edited or something like that. Everything would have been under my direction. Yeah. Um, and then it's essentially like I've graduated the masters now, and I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for jobs, but then at the same time, I can't in good conscience accept the job without the necessary support yeah. because I'm not going to be able to undertake that job to the best of my ability without that support. It be so frustrating. But basically the PA is your, your limbs. It's an yeah. extension of yourself um, and, Absolutely. And, and do what you need to do because the mental capacity is 100% there. It's just physically you're not able to. Even little simple things like typing and that's what the frustration is for you basically because you want to be out there, you want to be working. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, 100%. And I think there's there's a very important distinction uh, to be made in that a PA is not a carer. Yeah. They're two very different things. A PA, a carer, should I say, allows you to function. A PA allows you to live. And they're two very, very different things. Yeah, and you're such a young man to have... Do you know what, Dan? I'm going to pause that there for a second, actually, because I think that's um, that's very important. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's a huge distinction, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is. They are very, very different things, and they 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 have very, very different functions. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think, like like we we said there. Um, a care allows you to function, so it's it's a matter of, say for example, coming in, getting you up in the morning, getting you dressed, whatever. But a PA then allows you to live your life through the course of the day, and that would incorporate elements of what a carer does. There's no doubt about that, and I think that's where people go. Okay, well, if it if it incorporates elements of what a carer does, then they're both the same thing, but they're not. No, they're not. They're very, very different, and I think that has been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, a misconception. What's the word? Yeah, I like that's a good word. Uh, that's been the misconception that's been going around. Something like the baby Jesus was involved. <laughs> that wasn't a misconception there. Is that? <laughs> um, that's been the misconception that's been going around about disability um, for quite a long time, so I, I think it's about time we... Yeah, quite happy we, to we uh, dispel that, that yeah. sort of, uh, I wouldn't say a myth. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say, Daniel, we're looking very well. You turned Thank out. You, 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 you turned out, you, you, you know, you, you look like you, 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 you belonged in the studio. Thank you know, you weren't much. just like a vase in the corner or something like that. You look, you look capable. Thank you yeah, very much. I think, you know, we'll rattle on with a bit more of this, I think, uh, and we, we'll come back to it again in a second, or come back to us again in a second prospect of being basically in a nursing home because that mm. god forbid if anything happened to your mother that's what you're looking at now yeah and uh my dad was recently diagnosed with cancer as well I'm so, so sorry to hear that thank you very much so um it's become increasingly urgent urgent yeah, yeah. um you know, as you said, if anything was to happen to them, even as I'm chatting to you today, yeah. um, I would have no, op no option but to go into um, a care home. And it's, it's, sorry. 
It's disgusting, is what it is, to be quite honest with you, Daniel. It's, it's not... Yeah. It's, it's, uh, looking at you now, my blood is boiling. Um, cause, because if we're looking at the, the, the newspaper stories a while ago and we're looking at the yes. HSE and there's allegations of, of the money not being spent correctly there and money sent back to the Exchequer, that's money that could be used for people like you because you're not the only person in this situation, unfortunately, are you? Absolutely, and that, that's something that I've been very... Um, conscious of uh, through this whole process is that I'm fighting for my own errors, but I'm by no means the, on the only person. The, the um, Independent Living Movement Ireland, I have some figures here, yeah. if, if that's all right. Um, they did a review of the Department of Health uh, Disability Capacity Review, and there's a percentage of PA errors per week, right? So. 44% of people get one to five hours per week. Six to 10 hours is 24% of people. 11 to 20 hours is 17% of people. Um, 21 to 40 hours is 10%. And 41 to 60 is 3% and 60 hours plus is 2%. Oh my God. So it's like- Damning. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. you have a right, like anybody else under the UN Convention and human rights, to live to the fullest of your capacity, and that's all you're asking to do here now. Um, you have a podcast, so you're Indeed. well able. Um, it's on all good platforms, by the way. <laughs> Give it a plug while you're here, you may as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Dan and Dara Doability. So that was set up by uh, myself and a friend of mine, Dara McNicholas, um, during my undergrad. And it's essentially... Uh, we talk to people with disabilities, whether that be um, physical, intellectual, or or otherwise, and uh, try and get people to see life through their eyes. So we, we've covered, it's been going three and a bit years at this stage. And going uh, strong. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually developed into a, um, we're volunteering with Dublin South FM in Dundrum. Oh, brilliant. So uh, I'd like to thank them. And also thank Uplift while I think of it, because yeah. they've been very helpful with different things. But uh, yeah, no, we've covered um, mental health, disability and sexuality, the language around disability as well. Um, That's a very interesting one because I know, uh, yeah. because a lot of people might look at you and they see your chair and not you. And yeah. that's why there needs yeah. to be education around that. And in a workplace like this, be it here, be it anywhere else, you're qualified and to see your abilities rather than the, 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 the disability that may be associated by your wheelchair. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think there, there's this uh, thing in society where people are almost afraid to ask questions because they're Tell like, oh... Tell us about that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's kind of, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm going to offend you. And I'm like, listen, it's... I talk about me personally, but anyone with a disability, it's our prerogative to tell you whether or not we're comfortable answering the question. So ask the question ask and the you're, question. you're not comfortable. Just be, you just curious answer. About it. Yeah, yeah. be curious about it. Now, and you do have a, uh, before we let you go, we do have a petition uh, for, because I know, like me, a lot of people watching this are going to be outraged. So tell us about the petition and how people can take part. Yes, yeah, so that uh, is a petition with Uplift. I'd like to say a massive thank you to uh, Michelle and Siobhan O'Donoghue from Uplift. Uh, that's available on my Uplift. And you can also get it at my Instagram, which is Dan underscore Airy in my bio and then I have it on 
Airy Communications, which is my website as well. Airy Communications. God, you're not doing too badly at all. And listen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a million. And thank your, you very your much. Mom, your lovely mum is outside, so uh, thanks to her as well for, for mm -hmm. helping in here today now. Celebrating 25 years of community radio for South Dublin, this is Dublin South FM. I'm Philip Twyfe for The Curly Marketer. And I'm Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, and we've got you covered on... Let's Get Social on every Friday at 2pm right here on Dublin South 93.9 FM. It's the only social media show with lots of great guests from all around the world. Sharing the latest social media tips and tricks. But the worst social media jokes ever. Emer, why did the woman drop her digital marketer boyfriend? Lack of engagement. Hashtag not going there, Philip. So join us every Friday at 2pm on Dublin South 93.9 FM. Cause your tabach to machsegus finche the good beha. Achtach which I call tabach to kern of pissavagut and inch the good oish. Leavinche esk boni made a ekintu, a leantu, a quashtu, a yainu, achtakunu de falinish. Casu uller www.punkbmediasmart.ie. Stop, smoinig, shakyal. Bich tushkindagut and the man. I'm Olivu, Media Literacy Ireland. Are you part of a local community group or representative organisation active in the Dunleary Rathdown area? Why not join a network of over 400 such groups in the Dunleary Rathdown Public Participation Network? You can join the group, influence local policy, get regular updates about funding and other opportunities, connect with other groups like yours, publicise your group, and even get free training and support. Make sure your voice is heard through DLR Public Participation Network as a registered group in the county. Don Leary Rathdown Public Participation Network. For full information, find us online at dlrppn.ie. That's dlrppn.ie. Broadcasting from the Dundrum Town Centre, this is Dublin South FM. This is Dublin South FM and you're listening to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM, and I'm Darren McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, an awful lot to unpick there um, with, your, with your interview. And I'd like to wish you give a shout out from one mammy to another mammy. I thought that was nice. Give Kathleen a good shout there, you know. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very pretty important. much. Yeah, very, very important. Um, and I'd like to say a massive thank you to Elaine Crowley, Simon Delaney, um, Dan Redman, and all the team at uh, Virgin for, for having me. Um, it, it means a lot to me to be able to talk about this and raise awareness about it and to have people like, such as themselves um, and have days similar to to yesterday. It makes you realise that you're, you're, you know, you're doing the right thing. Um, yeah, because it's hard, Dan. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to be telling the same story and trying to say it a different way or... You know, and, and, and you know, like we were chatting away tonight, and I kind of went, "What's what's different? What's changed? Has anything happened?" Mm. And nothing really has happened, but there's lots happening. There's lots happening, but and <laughs> this is gonna. I don't mean to sound bad when I when I say this. I mean this with the best of intentions in the world, right? The support means a huge amount to me because it keeps me upbeat and positive about the next steps going forward. 
But the reality of it is I need action off the back of what's happening. Yeah. Because that is what counts. And that's why I'm so grateful um, for opportunities like I had with Evelyn O'Rourke and uh, today with Claire Byrne and um, with Arlene Am over the weekend because it keeps the story going, it keeps me going, it keeps the family going, um, and yeah, it keeps the keeps the fire lit for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Um, you know, I have a huge amount to add um, to that. Uh, I think we want to give do we do want to give a shout out. Yes, before I go to music, to, um, a message that we got. Um, through our Facebook page, you can find us on Facebook at Dan and Dara Doability. This is from Alice Charles and her brother Terence um, from uh, Fermanagh in uh, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, they reached out to us to um, congratulate me, so thank you very much, and tell us a little bit about their, their story. So we will be in, in touch in due course. And uh, I have had um, a number of people contact me um, over the course of the weekend. I will be in touch again in due course and we'll we'll see what we can do in terms of making further things happen. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And uh, now we're going to have a bit of music. We're going to have your choice. And it's Gavin James and uh, Boxes. So there you have it, a bit of Gavin James and boxes. Indeed. Or, or as the girl talked, buskers. <laughs> uh, no, I like that one. Yeah, that your really... choice, Dan. I like, yeah, it's okay. I like the video more than I like the song. Um, <laughs> you know, it's got a very 80s vibe off. It's kind of, you know, it's Frogger and stuff like that. For me, I'm just looking at him. Oh, yeah, he's going to cross the road. Oh, yeah. And you're kind of going, oh, look, he's in London. Now he's possibly in Paris. Is that Japan? I don't know. Yeah, no, I kind, of, I kind of, I picked it with with these kind of conversations in mind because it's all about kind of um, not letting people like tear you down with with your with your dreams and aspirations and and things in life. Oh, that's heavy, Dad. Oh, Jesus, that's heavy. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh. Uh, not letting not letting yourself be put in a box, essentially. Uh, oh, well, maybe in a box. Maybe <laughs> alright with that. This is only a pretty big box. Um, so yeah I just thought it was quite apt for the conversations we were having this evening yeah let's have a little bit of sport Dan indeed we've got the stick nation back this yeah weekend. thanks be to Jenny God we're playing Sunday I believe isn't it yeah we are yes. we're at home against the Italians yeah mm. uh, nasty rumour going around during the week as well that they were going to be kicked out and replaced by the South Africans yeah I mean this this has been a debate that's been going around for a number of years and you can see why because at times it has been a case of you look at the fixture list when the Six Nations comes out really and it's kind of like okay it's between five teams and Italy are almost like they're just thrown in there Um, which is Somewhat disrespectful to the Italians, but then you look at the results that they've had over over the years, and it kind of it does uh, 
it does lend some credence to that argument. But then at the same time, you look at something like South Africa. Okay, yes, the world champions, they're a monster of a team. But do they fit within the six? I, I don't know. I bet you. Yeah, I, I'm like that as well. I'm kind of going, yeah, no, gee, God, leave poor leave the Italians alone. But then do we want that kind of, do we want a better championship? Mm. Potentially, we're having them in us. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of all over the place as well, really, on it. I'm kind of going, ah, that's very unfair to the Italians and, and all the work they have been putting in. Mm. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And you, you have people like um, an Irishman, Conor O'Shea, who uh, worked a lot to kind of change the um, culture around Italian rugby. Mm. Um, someone said that he, he didn't maybe get a, a, a long enough. But yeah, I know. But then we have uh, James Lowe's going to be back in. Um, and who else is getting called up? Who's getting called up, Dan? Jimmy O'Brien. Jimmy O'Brien, yeah. Which uh, is which is all right. Leinster fullback, yeah. Yeah, it's just because he's from Leinster. Is that all? <laughs> all new people ever worry about. Dublin got a bit of a hiding as well in the rugby. This or the rugby, <laughs> the rugby, yeah. Dublin rugby, yeah. They might as well have been playing rugby against Mayo. I'll tell you, they were useless. Uh, yeah, facing relegation now as well. Mm. And a very quick one now before we kind of wrap this up. Um, Irish Open golf. Uh, the sable competition has been added. Yes, this is great news. We we um, had talked a little bit on the podcast. Um, about our Irish golfer Brendan Lauder, who's ma- managed, funny enough, by Niall Horan. Um, so this is uh, this is a, a, definitely a step in the right direction um, when it comes to uh, disabled golf. Sure. Absolutely, Dan. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to be playing out now in a minute with uh, Marta and the Muffins and Echo Beach. I have been Darren McNicholas. I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you next week. Next up, we have. Ray M with Country Sounds.